It is that time, folks. Yes, sir, the point's back. My name is Brady Pointer, host of this fine, fine show. And today we're not going to be doing too much. Just going to be real short. Going to talk about the Mavericks and the uh, final hiring of uh, their new head coach, their new GM. Getting Jason Kidd as the head coach, you know, former Maverick, helped them win the championship in 2011. Then, of course, they bring in Nico Harrison as the GM. He was a high-ranking Nike executive. Um, More on what that specifically means for the team. A little bit later, we're going to start with Jason Kidd hiring. You know, that wasn't the hire I wanted. I think it was um, a bit of a familiarity choice when it came with Cuban. You know, I think Cuban's still going to have a major say in what goes on in this team. You know, he's the owner. He should. Um, But I... I don't know if it's going to change as much as it did in the past now, especially that he has a guy like Jason Kidd. Uh, even though Kidd did have a history in in Brooklyn of kind of wanting to wanting more power in the front office, and you know that led to him ultimately leaving Brooklyn after only being there for a season. Um, that was his first stint as a head coach. His second stint was then in Milwaukee. Um, he was traded to Milwaukee for basically two for two second round picks. <clears throat> And he was in Milwaukee for about three and a half seasons and made the playoffs twice. But overall, his teams were pretty mediocre, and the Eastern Conference was never that strong back when he was there. So you know you can take <clears throat> take how you take out take it how you want with his success. It's very deb- debatable. You know I think I think he is the first NBA coach in NBA history to take two different franchises to the playoffs in his first two seasons. So he's got that. Um, but overall, his teams were pretty mediocre. Um, you know he had. Uh, pretty talent. He had some older veteran talent in New- in Brooklyn when he was there, and then when he was in Milwaukee, he had uh, Chris Middleton, Giannis, um, you know Jabari Parker, who couldn't stay healthy though. Um, that was a problem there. He had to, he had to battle through his Jabari Parker's health is- health issues, and then you know he had Chris Middleton and Giannis, and he was um, I think instrumental in getting Giannis to move to the point guard position, which improved him in pretty much every statistical category, which really helped Giannis become the player he is now. So I would say he was helpful. In- Starting the Bucks turnaround and getting to where the Bucks are now, um, he obviously didn't have you know, you know Chris Middleton hadn't broken out yet. Neither had Giannis. He didn't have you know the talent that they are now. He obviously didn't have that back then. Um, and those Bucks teams were turned definitely better than they were than when he came in. I think when he when he came in the year before they had won 15 games and he turned them around pretty well. And made, they made the playoffs in his first year. So you know, kid has displayed some. Uh, some coaching acumen, but there are some other issues he's had with front offices, and of course, you know, he's a pretty toxic individual you know, throughout his NBA career, on and off the court. You know, let's hope he's learned from those mistakes and those issues. And you know, I'm talking the off the court issues were a little bit further in the past, and the on court issues um, have stemmed from his time with the Mavericks, and then he had some issues with the Nets, and uh, you know, it's just the type of player he's been. You know, and then of course, you can't never forget when he was with the Nets and. He told Tayshawn Prince to bump into him so they could spill a cup and so spill a soda and get that last second uh, timeout so they could draw up a play. God, find like fifty thousand dollars for that. <laughs> so um, there, there are some things you, you don't like with Jason Kidd, but he does. He's had some success uh, coaching, and then he's had some issues as well. You know, he and it's just been pretty mediocre for him and i think there are some issues where uh, there are some t- times where he's looked really really good you know that uh you know that first year in brooklyn uh things looked rough there at the beginning and they were able to turn it around and make the playoffs so um he's had some moments and then there's of course 
Is he mature enough to be a head coach? Is he going to be just a head coach? Because I don't think um, Cuban is going to give him uh, is Cuban's going to give him as much leeway in that front office as he wants to give him. And what Cuban, what kid gets is what kid's going to have to take. I don't know if he's still. Um, Still that way, you know. He had two years in LA as an assistant coach, won an NBA championship there last season. So you know, hopefully, he used that time working closely with LeBron. You know, you know, being around a superstar like that, maybe he can take that experience, bring it over to Dallas. You know, working with Luca. Um, I'm not saying saying LeBron and Luca are some of they are they're, the way they play the game. Uh, on the court, the way they kind of interact with their teammates and referees can be kind of seen as similar, and so. Um, I think Jason Kidd can really uh, use his time in L.A. being around LeBron and translate that to his time with Luka. And, you know, Kidd does have a very is very NBA mind. He's very cerebral about the game. And that you expect those things to help Luka out and, you know, evolve his game even more than he's already done so on his own. You know, Luka has done a lot of things to improve his game. You know, he's improved the mid-range shot. You know, the one really thing that Luca hasn't really improved on is his free throw shooting. You know, Luca's developed a mid-range shot. He's become more selective and more efficient behind the arc. And um, you know, there's a thing there. Are, there are many more things Luca can be can uh, improve on. You know, his free throw shooting is one of those, and that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, let's be real. I mean, his shot selection has improved greatly. You know, he's learning to take the ball to the rim outside of just jacking up a step back three. You know, you saw that change from year one to year two with Luka. So, I mean, getting a guy like Jason Kidd, a very cerebral um, NBA guy, will only you'd expect will only help him. Um, obviously, I would have liked to see Jamal Mosley get the, get the nod here for head coach for the Mavs. I think he already had an established relationship with the team, uh, with Luka specifically. You know, a lot of the issues with Carlisle was that Luka and him didn't get along all that well. Uh, and then, of course, you had the issues with Donnie Nelson and Bob, uh, Bob Volgoris, uh, whatever the hell his name is, that freaking name. Uh, and so you had those issues, and so you were kind of hoping they would hire someone that hadn't established a relationship with Luca and Jamal Mosley had that, but obviously they didn't really seriously, con- apparently they didn't really con- seriously consider Mosley, and he was upset about that, rightfully so. I feel like he should have gotten a serious shot to be the head coach of this team. So we'll see what happens there. Hopefully, you know, he'll go get serious consideration in Orlando or Washington where he rightfully deserves. Uh, so you would hope that Cuban would, you know, hire someone that has a legit established relationship. And Kid does have some relationship with Luca. They're not strangers to one another. Uh, neither is Nico Harrison. And um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's just this team is a needs a major upgrade and this is the new chapter for this team and that's where Nico Harrison comes in um you know I know he's really popular among NBA players I know a lot of people like him and he's well respected and he's worked his way up through Nike and he's you know shown that he can be a businessman but can he run a team can he build a roster can he balance you know when it comes to salary cap and things like that and you know, we've never we don't we don't know what he's like in an NBA front office. You know, we don't know can he handle every personality that comes in and out of you know of an NBA team. So can he handle all the all fifteen players? You know, it, it it's a bit different than being the executive of a shoe company. So there's a lot of different things that that go into this here. You know, 
yeah, he's been around the sport, and yeah, he played professionally in Belgium, played D, you know, played college ball at Montana State, and uh, so he's been around the game. He's played professionally over overseas, and you know, he's been around the players, but he got, he has never built a roster. And the, there were people like you know, may, maybe people looked at Michael Finley uh, as someone that Dallas could promote and make the GM. I think the president of basketball operations position is still open, and people think that, that Finley will slide into that. Um, Cuban, I think, said in an interview he doesn't really look at titles that way, which whatever the hell that means. Um, so I guess Cuban is going to kind of leave that position open, and you know, probably probably just fill it himself. If we're being completely honest with with each other here, um, I don't know if Cuban has really self reflected as much as he should have when it came to this kind of whole fiasco within the Dallas Mavs front office. But we'll see. Obviously, obviously, we'll have to see. We'll just have to wait and see how this uh, how this free agency goes. What they decide to do with you know, hopefully Josh Richardson opts out. You know, what they decide to do with Chris Stapps. Are they going to re-sign Tim Hardaway Jr.? They got to figure into the Luca Supermax as well. You know. Dallas can't mess this free this free agency up. They really can't. They've got to nail this free agency. They've got to get players around Luka. They've got to get a name like a. They've got to, even a Kyle Lowry's old. Got to get a guy like Kyle Lowry that can handle the ball and create opportunities outside of Luka. You know, you can look at Demar Derozan. Um, looking at several different other players. Even looking at big guys, maybe an Andre Drummond. Um, looking at multiple different people here, Jared Allen. I mean, a lot of different guys here. Dallas to go after, and they got to They got to hit it somewhere. They've got to fill the needs of this team. They need a secondary creator. They need a secondary ball here. Need an act, a legit big man to one, give Luca a legitimate rim runner, and two, take some pressure off Chris Stapps. You know, Chris Stapps doesn't like playing the five. He doesn't like doing the things a five is needed to do, being physical down low. He doesn't enjoy any of that stuff. So that's why they post him out on the damn free on the three point line, have him be a deep coy. All right, you need a legit five out there to take a lot of pressure off Chris Stapps, offensively and defensively. Both, because I feel like if you take get a five down, then that could really help out Chris uh, Chris post game as well, because he's going to get the smaller defender all the time if you have a legit five in the game. So it, you know, it's Dallas needs to hit this free agency this offseason needs to be a home run. They this for this this front office team of, you know, I guess Harlala Bob is still in the damn mix. Mark Cuban, Nico Harrison. Get Jason Kidd's input in there. You know, build a roster around your superstar. You got the hardest part done already. You got your superstar. Now it's time to build around him. Okay, look what the Suns have done. Look what the Hawks have done with Trey Young. They have assembled a legitimate team around them, and they are both in the conference finals of their respective conference. I mean, I in the semis, Trey went like five for twenty-three in Game Six or Seven. It was elimination game, and the Hawks still won and pulled out the win. If Luka goes 5 for 23 in any game, in any given time, the Mavericks lose. Because they, they unless Tim Hardaway Jr. goes off for like 35 or 40 points, which, I mean, that happened like, what, once or twice this season? Tim Hardaway scored more than 40 points? That can happen once. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. You can't rely on that. Need a legit secondary score, or you need a team that can come together and play ball. Because there were times this season, especially in the second half of the season, where Luka sat out, team was lost. Team was absolutely lost. Heads were up their ass, every single player. Okay, you could pull them out to the pop, all right? That's what this team was when Luka was not on the court. Didn't matter if Chris Stapps was playing or not, okay? Didn't matter if he was playing or not, okay? And if he was playing, he needed to drop at least 30 if the team was going to win the game. And, and that was just as questionable as Tim Hardaway Jr. dropping 30. So, I mean, it, it you weren't getting anything outside of Luka. 
You need to realize that. You need to take a step back and understand, okay, what do we this team what does this team need? Okay, there are set things. Need a secondary ball handler, need a secondary scorer. Okay, because it's not Chris Stapps. Okay, need a legit rim runner. Need a legit five. Okay, because it's not Chris Stapps. It's not Chris Stapps we're seeing this. It's not. All right. I don't I, I don't hope Chris Stapps is off this team. I feel like he can do a lot of good things with the team still. You know, given a fully healthy offseason. But but He's not the number two scorer. Need to go get a legit guy. And, and I'm not saying it's like a Kyle. I, I, I would really love to have DeMar DeRozan on this team. Would really love to have DeMar DeRozan on this team. I feel like he would be a fantastic addition to this squad. And doable. Very doable. Don't even have to worry about putting, a, putting together a trade package. Don't have to worry about trading for Bradley Beal or 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 freaking Damian Lillard. Just, just, go, just go sign DeMar DeRozan. Simple. Can do. Real easy. Make it happen. Yeah, and mm, so as I said, today's going to be a short episode. I think I'm about wrapping up. Um, I like the Nico Harrison hire. I, I like his connections with the NBA players. I feel like that can help bringing in people to this team. I'm not um, I'm not even paying attention to that bullshit Kendrick Perkins said on the on the jump today, I think it was, or yesterday, excuse me, and about how players maybe not like playing with Luka. Um... He said he put Luca puts his player puts his teammates in bad positions when they shoot. That man has not watched a Dallas Mavericks basketball game outside of the playoffs this in, that entire season. So Kendrick Perkins is an idiot, and I implore you to not listen to him to anything he says about any sport about anything. That man is a moron, and ESPN is moronic for giving him a contract extension. So don't listen to what that idiot says. Anyway, that's it. Um, my name is Brady Pointer. Thanks again for listening to The Point. Please like and subscribe and share. Appreciate it all. I'll see y'all next time.